0: Hi, I'm Eden.
1: And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Roadside Roadshow. Horror Show.
0: We are doing a refuel this week because, like I said before, Nicole has a crazy travel schedule. So we're just getting in whatever we can get in as quickly as we can get it in.
1: There's a joke in there somewhere that makes me uncomfortable, but i will just a very, let it go.
0: very dirty joke. I heard it myself <laughs> while I was saying it, talking about getting it in. <laughs> almost as good as when i said about using the the vapo rub and how i was going to vapor rub one out
1: i cackled out loud when you sent me that text message it was not (laughs) working anyway so today's refuel we're basically going to take what we do every week which is share some weird news stories with you and then also share some paranormal stories with you just to kind of keep things on topic but also I feel like both Eden and I come across a lot of weird news stories as we research our shows every week and some stuff is just too funny not to share or just plain old weird. Of course. And we love weird. So Eden, if you'd like, I can go ahead and jump into the weird news stories that I've curated for all of our lovely roadsters.
0: I would love nothing more than carefully curated news stories, Nicole. Excellent. Excellent.
1: All right. Now, It wouldn't be a weird news story if we didn't kick it off with some Florida man story, which I think is only appropriate. (laughs) Of course. So this story comes from the Washington Examiner. U.S. Marshals arrest two Florida men accused of impersonating U.S. Marshals to skirt mask mandate. Are
0: people really that desperate?
1: Yes. Apparently, that little piece of fabric is just too much for some.
0: Maybe if you have, like, gout of the face. I don't know. But, wow.
1: Yeah. So, this comes from a February 2022 news report. Two Florida men have been arrested after officials say they pretended to be federal marshals to walk around a resort without wearing masks. Walter Wayne Brown Jr., 53, and Gary Bromet, 81, were arrested February 11th at the Wyndham-Deerfield Beach Resort and charged in federal court with impersonating a federal officer. The manager said Bromet went down to the front desk on February 11th for a cup of coffee. After he was asked to put on a face covering, he revealed a laminate card purporting to show that he was exempt from doing so. The card was titled, quote, face mask exempt notice slash card, according to court documents believable mm-hmm. Quote: i am exempt from ordinances requiring face mask usage in public the card read wearing a face mask poses a mental and or physical risk to me under the americans with disability act i am not required to disclose my condition to you end quote then the manager said "Bromet pointed towards his belt where a false badge was hanging Quote, do you know what this means, he allegedly said? I'm a U.S. marshal, and I can have you arrested if you force me to wear a mask. I, really? Yep, really. This is an 81-year-old man who is uh, wearing a fake badge and not wearing a mask. Okay. Two days earlier, employees at the hotel said they had a nearly identical experience when Brown checked in. When Brown showed up sans mask on February 9th, they handed him a face mask and asked him to wear it. But like Bromit, he refused and pointed towards his badge and laminate card. It's unclear whether Brown ever put on a mask, but the next day he returned to the front desk to extend his stay without a mask on. When the manager confronted him, he threatened to have the employee arrested. After the interactions, the staff decided to call authorities about the suspicious behavior. When Police and an actual U.S. marshal arrived. They found the two men dining in the hotel restaurant. The investigators said the laminate cards were fake. Men were also wearing, quote, authentic appearing, quote, end quote, badges that read Cherokee Nation Marshal. After looking into the matter, it was determined that neither Brown nor Bromit were ever employed by the U.S. Marshal Service or the Cherokee Nation Marshal Service, investigators said. No bond has been set for Brown or Brommel, and both remain as custody as they are await trial. So, Eden, I feel like this is the epitome of a Florida man story.
0: Definitely. And the epitome of, like, Karens. Like, what's the male version of a Karen? Like, a Bob?
1: A Chad? Is it Chad?
0: Chad works, yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like,
0: I, I'm gonna arrest you if you try to make me wear a mask. Like, what? Right?
1: Like, how uncomfortable is a mask that you go to the trouble to have a fake card and a fake badge to be like, I don't want to wear no mask? And it's like it's literally the cheapest piece of disposable. They, gave, they were going to give them ones. They gave them ones and They like, didn't even no. have to
0: buy it or bring it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I know we all hate wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I worked in a freaking hot warehouse that was basically a convection oven and having to wear a mask for nine hours a day. It sucked. But it's what you got to do. Just do it. Not that hard, and certainly not worth pretending you're a federal marshal and making <laughs> your own little laminate card.
1: I feel like the time they spent making those laminate cards could have better been spent in some other more constructive way.
0: Exactly.
1: Although kudos to the hotel staff for being like, please wear the mask, and also them being like, this sounds just like that other guy.
0: <laughs> and that's weird, because I assume that these two people were together when you started telling your story, but it was mm-hmm. like days apart that's insane
1: super weird right super weird yeah so wow Yeah.
0: and it does kind of um remind me of the ladies that i saw talking from like some christian group uh saying about why the mask mandate was wrong and they said that it was covering up god's beautiful creation of this breathing machine that he has given us and all this stuff like that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah it said that it was against the bible to wear that mask
1: Oi, I wonder if they were wearing polyester, because that's also against the Bible. So.
0: Or wearing gold, or eating shellfish, or, <laughs> yep.
1: Gotta love people who selectively practice their faith.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, so, if that wasn't enough, let's move on from Florida, because Florida is just Florida. Uh, the next story I found made me take pause, because first of all, it was a straight-up murder case, which I'm like, oh, murder case. But then reading into it, I'm like, oh, OK, OK. Oh, no. So this is from the New York Post. New Jersey teens caught dumping murder victim in Pennsylvania woods after leaving hazard lights on.
0: What? <laughs> then why would you leave your hazard lights on when you're dumping a dead body?
1: Because <laughs> they don't want to get the, they don't want to be hit. They want to be courteous to others.
0: <laughs> oh Well, they should have probably been courteous to their murder victim and not killed him.
1: Exactly. I just, this, the, the headline caught my eye as much as it caught your attention, so.
0: That's nuts.
1: Here we go. This is from June of 2021. Two teenagers from Somerset, New Jersey, were charged with criminal homicide after cops stumbled upon them trying to dump a dead body in the woods in Pennsylvania because they left their hazard lights on. Anthony Gable, 19, and Joshua Gable, 17, who is being charged as an adult were taken into custody Thursday morning after Pennsylvania State troopers pulled over to check on what they assumed was a disabled vehicle on the side of a Richland Township Road, Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintrobe said. The troopers approached a blinking silver Subaru and a parked Audi just after midnight and found Joshua Gable lying on the ground in the woods wearing a glove and a bloody shoe, prosecutors said.
0: Oh my God.
1: As they detained the younger teen... His brother, Anthony, ran towards the car, wearing bloodstained clothing and carrying gloves. He was promptly arrested, according to officials. I'm going to pause here and say, while I don't know the race of these individuals, of the Gable brothers, I'm going to safe to say that they are probably not somebody with a lot of melanin.
0: Um, yeah. Because
1: that just seems really terrifying if you come running out of the woods covered in bloody clothing. Oh, yes. Anyway, on to the story. Troopers then found a dead man's body in the woods near the Audi, which contained blood and a large knife in the passenger side floor. Well, the initial investigation indicates that an unidentified male appeared to have been stabbed about his head, neck, upper chest, and arms, D.A. Weintraub said. Both cars, the victim, and the knife were found within 100 feet of each other. The teens are charged with criminal homicide, criminal conspiracy, possession of an instrument of crime, and tampering with evidence investigators are determining the circumstances of the fatal stabbing and figure and trying to figure out why the allegedly bumbling killers were across the state line more than 60 miles from somerset county quote as of right now we're unable to discern any reason for them to be in bucks county in richland township weintraub said adding that under the law a homicide is assumed to have happened in the place where the victim is found unless proved otherwise for that reason, we will presume that Bucks County has jurisdiction to investigate and prosecute this murder, end quote. Yep.
0: They're not very good at this, are they?
1: I mean, they are teenagers, but also the fact that they have like, they're like, we'll just put our hazards on, so...
0: I can't believe they put their hazards on i can't believe any of this but i'm not surprised that they went to bucks county to dump off a body because that makes sense it's very wooded through a lot of it so and
1: it is very close to new jersey yep it makes me wonder about uh if they are charged with murder in pennsylvania i feel like they might be worse off than in new jersey probably like this i don't Jersey's- know so much
0: about the laws in jersey but um i do know that it's legal to marry your father there apparently
1: oh oh my oh my I'm just thinking about the death penalty. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jersey repealed the capital punishment.
0: I think they did, too.
1: And I know Pennsylvania did not. So that's unfortunate for them.
0: I guess so. (laughs) But probably should have also not murdered someone and then leave your four ways on trying to dump the body along with, you know, the murder weapon in the car and coming out full of blood.
1: I know. I know. I just. Yeah, it's the little things, really. Or the big things.
0: (laughs) Or, yeah, all of it. it. Just
1: all of of it. it. (laughs) <laughs> uh my last story also comes from the new york post and I, I i feel like you'll know why i picked it as soon as i read the headline Eden. okay man allegedly hiding drugs in but accidentally shoots himself in testicles
0: what
1: i'm just trying to figure out the mechanics of this and the necessity yeah. for this so let's go on this journey together shall we yeah
0: because i'm really confused.
1: This uh, incident was reported in May of 2019. A bungling felon from Washington State made a series of blunders when he shot himself in the testicles and tried to hide the weapon.
0: A bungling st- or bungholing.
1: A bungholing. I like that. That's clearly a miss. That's clearly a miss.
0: <laughs> Missed all- opportunity there.
1: I know. Tried to hide the weapon all while storing drugs in his anus. Cameron Jeffrey Wilson, 27, was carrying a pistol in his front pocket while in his Cashmere, Washington apartment on April 5th when the firearm accidentally discharged and pierced his groin and thigh. Wilson, who was a 13-time convicted felon, told his girlfriend to dispose of the weapon before he headed to the hospital, the paper said, when the ex-convict finally went to the hospital a balloon of marijuana slipped out of his anus while the doctor was operating on the gunshot wound slipped out
0: Was <laughs> yeah. he That's like very part. loose back there or
1: i mean i don't know but he was op- getting his gunshot wound operated so maybe the sedatives just like loosened the caboose enough for that that to just slip on out
0: oh my god
1: Flipped out. That just, that line right there. Wow. Uh, Even better, according to court records. That's what it says. Oh. (laughs) Uh, The cops also arrived at the hospital when alerted of the gunshot wound and searched Wilson's car where they discovered a bag of meth in the blood-stained jeans he had been wearing when he shot himself. I'm glad
0: they did not pick me for this jury because I would not be able to keep a straight face at all.
1: Uh, An arrest warrant was issued for Wilson, who turned himself into police on April 18th. As he was being processed at the Cheelan County Regional Justice Center, Wilson was strip-searched and another balloon of marijuana slipped from his anus. (laughs) (laughs) He has no idea what he's packing. (laughs) What
0: What is going on?
1: I'm like I'm gonna turn myself in, but first, <laughs> I need to make sure that I still have something to smoke.
0: <laughs> oh my God!
1: While in jail, Wilson has made a number of calls to his girlfriend and asked her not to, and asked her not to cooperate with investigators working on his case. Authorities were listening in on the calls because he was calling from a jailhouse phone. Oh
0: my God.
1: <laughs> The convicted felon was charged with possessions of a firearm, unlawful possession of meth, possession of a controlled sub- substance in a correctional facility, and four counts of tampering with a witness. Wilson is being held on $110,000 bail and is due in court on June 18th.
0: That is wild.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, there's so much here, really. Just, just, yeah, so you much know. slipping out. And, and I think the the stories I chose, in particular this one, um, cover a whole type of weird criminal activity where people hide things in their butts, <laughs> and also America's other...
0: favorite pastime.
1: Seriously, I came across several articles of just like handguns being stored in butts, uh, or sometimes that in vaginas. Seems really That's really also... dangerous. Yeah, yeah, loaded handguns in butts.
0: Oh my uh, god.
1: Yeah, so I I I I I guess it makes sense because it's kind of like I don't want to say nature's pocket cuz it's not but <laughs> it's it's just a place that people are de- who are desperate will shop things and it's just uh this one just was so amazing to me that like clearly his sphincter is not up to the job of holding the balloon. Yeah, he's no tried either. repeatedly to put things in his butt. Just, just wondering
0: what else he's shoving up there if it's so loose that everything's just falling right out
1: i mean poor lemmy winks that's all i gotta oh, say
0: oh lemmy winks oh god <laughs> oh poor poor lemmy winks and also paris hilton did you see that one oh, yeah. <laughs> mr slave shoved paris hilton up his ass when yes, they were wow. having their whore off
1: i forgot about that one <laughs>
0: yeah and then she had to try to crawl the way out of his ass
1: well too bad she was in a balloon.
0: Exactly. Oh my god. That is that is completely nuts.
1: <laughs> so Aiden, I feel like you often deal with these weird stories. Um any anything uh that you can think of that you come across pretty often and frequently?
0: Stuff being in people's butts is definitely a big one. You weren't wrong there. Um just people amaze me. I just I can't get enough of people making really bad, weird decisions. Mm-hmm. Who was the first person that decided, first of all, I have nowhere else to put this. Let me put it in my butt. Because how desperate were you? And yeah. I'd just be worried. Like, I know people, like, stick it in balloons and stuff, like, if it's drugs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would be worried that that balloon would fucking break and I'd have, like, cocaine up my ass. And then it's touching directly to mucous membrane and I'm absorbing all of it and die of an overdose.
1: I mean, I'm sure that's happened quite a few times.
0: I'm sure. It's just, it's nuts. I don't understand what people's obsession is with smuggling things in their assholes or vaginas.
1: I also, uh, I I agree. We're not
0: marsupials. We don't have a pouch. Stop it.
1: We do not have a pouch. It is not nature's pouch, y'all. I also think it's interesting. I came across a lot of stories that are a bit like this one, Um, this very uh, last story here that I'll read you, because I think it's very encapsulating of a lot of stories um this is from again the new york post because new york post loves themselves some dumb criminals
0: oh they love the weird shit
1: love it they love I it i get a
0: lot of stuff from them too
1: uh this is from august of 2019 ohio man michael harnell slipped bank teller name and address during robbery what what yep yep it's even worse it's even worse than you think i oh. thought it was maybe he would like wanted it like thought God. she was cute and wanted to hit on her but now it's even more dumb
0: Well, now, before you tell your story, before I forget this story, I know of another really, really bizarre crime that's pretty much just like that. So there was this guy who was a bank robber, right? Mm -hmm. And he went over to try to rob Bank of America. I think it was in, like, New York or somewhere. And he wrote down, give me all your money on, like, a withdrawal slip and was waiting in line. He decided that the line was too long, so he went to a different bank instead and decided to wait in line again to rob them hands the teller the paper saying give me all your money with it spelled kind of wrong so she realizes he's probably not that smart and she says i'm sorry sir this is for bank of america you're gonna have to go over to them oh my god and he did and then she called the cops and he was arrested
1: wow that's a special kind of confusion wow wow wow
0: so now you're getting another story from me this week and not just all the ones from Nicole. So
1: I know. So, so this, is, this happens
0: impromptu story time,
1: right? This happens yeah. frequently, apparently. Like bank robbing, like I know we've talk, talked about a couple of bank robbing cases, like especially from like the Depression era in the US, but like modern day bank robbing is not a good idea. So, no. This knucklehead bank robber in Ohio named Michael Harnow proceeds to slip the teller a hold up note. And it has his name and address scrawled on it. So what had happened was he goes into a U.S. bank branch in Cleveland on Monday and passes the note to the teller. The teller took the note and looked at it and then looked at the other side where she saw his name. He had used it as a note when he had visited the Ohio Motor Vehicle Bureau earlier that day, and it still had his name and address information on it. Oh
0: my God! See, I thought that he was just trying to, like, you know, get this girl to go out with him. Who me, me too?
1: Me too. That's where my brain went. So the teller is like, "Aha, uh-huh, great!" and like keeps the note and hands him two hundred and six dollars. And then Harnell leaves. She then calls the authorities and shot two hundred and
0: six dollars.
1: Two hundred and six dollars. Yeah. Here's That's the a truly. Weird
0: amount.
1: Here's the truly, truly funny part. She actually referred to him by his first name when giving him the money. She called him Michael.
0: Oh, my (laughs) God. Didn't
1: even notice. He's apparently a frequent customer of the bank. Uh, He has been arrested somehow. Yes. He's been arrested by authorities because they basically could find him super duper easily. But yeah. There were a lot of stories like this that I came across where it's just like people don't know what they're doing. There was another hilarious story I read where um, two guys were going to rob a bank, but they wanted to make sure they were really, really scared and ready for them. So they called ahead. Like it was a reservation at t j Friday's.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yes. In that case, they called ahead to the bank to say, hey, you're going to get robbed today. And then when they got to the bank and made it to the teller window, they had in their note. To demand money, said, Hey, we called earlier about robbing you. (laughs) We're here to rob you now.
0: Oh my (laughs) God.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What
0: is, oh my God. I, wow. I mean, part of me, you know, as I mean, of course, I would never ever rob anybody, but part of me is just like, you know what? I can do better. Let me show you. Like, horrible to say, but. And no, guys, I'm not going to rob anything. I'm too lazy for that. Too much work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But still, I'm like, really? I mean, I think I could do a better job.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that's the purpose of these news stories, right? It's to yeah. make you feel like, you know, hey, if you ever had to do this, you could do better. But also, I think it's it's just kind of shows goes to show you that, you know, either crime doesn't pay and also how desperate some people are too i think uh one of the other genre of dumb criminal stories shall we say was a lot of stories about people like trying to do like a low-stakes robbery so they get, get into prison and get medical treatment which is just a whole other like fucked up thing
0: that's just insane because i mean that speaks volumes about you know healthcare in this country unfortunately
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And not just here. I also came across a story that something similar happened in in North Korea or South Korea. Sorry, excuse me. It happened in oh, South wow. Korea as well. So. I mean, Squid Games is just. Squid just games.
0: <laughs> I refused to watch that show just because everybody was talking about it.
1: Uh, it's pretty good. I would. I, I watched it months and months after the kerfluffle died down and it was entertaining enough.
0: Okay, maybe I'll check it out. There was even like a ton of videos online about how to make squid game cookies.
1: Hmm.
0: So I don't know.
1: But anyway, yeah, I think it says volumes about how how fucked up our uh healthcare system is, is that some people will try to go to jail to get assistance.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean it's free in jail.
1: Living in America. Oh god. Sorry. <laughs> well, on that slightly depressing note, uh Let's go ahead and guess move to the next segment of our of our refuel today.
0: Which is going to be dun 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 me telling my personal experiences with the supernatural. We were saving this one for like, you know, um, what's that thing called where where people give you money?
1: Kickstarter. No. No. Patreon.
0: Patreon. That's the one. Saving it for Patreon. But guess what? We never got around to making a Patreon. So you guys are getting it now. For free.
1: If it's free, it's for me.
0: All right, Nicole. So, you have not had paranormal experiences of your own, right?
1: Nope. Nope. Can't say that I have.
0: Well, you're lucky. Because sometimes it's really creepy. Sometimes it's just weird, but sometimes it's really creepy. First off, I'll start with non-creepy ones, which are my weird psychic moments. So my first recollection of any sort of nod to being psychic that I received was when I was pretty young. It was 1988 or 1989. Um, My sister was pregnant. She did not know she was pregnant yet. And I said to her, sissy, you have a baby in your belly.
1: And she just laughed.
0: I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And then like a month or two later, she found out she was pregnant.
1: Hmm. Like, do you recall? I know you're very young, but do you recall what that, where that thought came from? Or was it just like... No,
0: I have no idea. I was just, I knew there was, I knew she was pregnant. I knew there was some other life there.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I talked to someone about it, and they said it was, like, it could be labeled precognition. Just knowing things before the fact. Yeah. For no other reason than just somehow knowing them. So I don't know. Like, yeah, because I only have a vague memory of that, so. But really freaking weird. And then since then, I've had several dreams about things that have then come to pass. They're never anything that's, like, super important. It's -hmm. normally conversations. And I know that they're dreams and not just deja vu because I write down things in a dream journal. And I have those exact words that are spoken, written down. And then I show someone and they're like, holy crap, you're telling the truth. <laughs> um, I dreamt about meeting my ex fiance years before it happened. I dreamt that we were in a mall, um, a mall that I had never seen before with a food court that looked very empty. I'm like, why is this mall so empty in my dream? Thinking of myself. And talking to these group of people that I did not know and we we're talking about a band called him which hadn't come out yet there was no such band as him we were talking about how stupid the hardogram looked <laughs> and um yeah then years later i look around at this mall in virginia beach virginia and i'm like wait a minute this is the mall that's the food court oh it's being built that's why no one was here in my dream and then sure enough we're talking about the band him weird really really weird and it happens a lot with my mom where she'll say something and when i dream it i'm like why the hell would i dream that why would we be having this conversation it makes no sense but then when it actually happens it makes perfect sense because the context wasn't there yet
1: yeah well it's also like sounds like it's another kind of precognitive yeah experience
0: it's definitely very weird and just on dreams in general i tend to have very vivid dreams mm-hmm um i am one of the rare people that can feel pain in my dreams which you know zero out of five stars would not recommend yeah that Um, sounds awful it's really horrible like if someone stabs me in my dream i feel it i feel like i'm being stabbed um i used to have dreams when i was a child that like someone would hold me down and tickle me and i hated being tickled because it actually hurt some people don't mind it but it hurts for some other people and it hurts for me and I felt that I felt the weight of a body pressing down, and I felt myself being tickled relentlessly in my dream. And, yeah, really not pleasant. Um, I also used to have dreams when I was a kid that my parents were trying to murder me. That was always fun because then who do you call when you have a nightmare at night and you're a little kid? Your parents.
1: That's, that's awful. That's so terrible.
0: And then half the time I'd be having the dreams where you think you woke up, but you're still in the dream. Mm. And then you call for your mom or dad, and then they're the thing that was trying to murder you in your dream.
1: Yikes
0: so those are all the occasions where it wasn't actually my parents trying to murder me in the dream, I should say yeah,
1: that's interesting. I'm kind of like surprised now that I've never had a experience like that, considering I feel like i i I remember my dreams quite vividly um, yeah i'm I'm a pretty vivid dreamer to the point where you know I can wake up and then fall back asleep and have a dream like immediately that I recall, so interesting. I mean, I do get deja vu pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, but n- it's never been like an actual something happens deja vu. It's more of like, this seems really familiar. And now the phone's going to ring. And then nothing happens. And I'm like, oh, just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when I was younger, like, someone told me for the first time, or I read somewhere about some people dreaming in black and white and other people dreaming in color. I never knew that anyone would dream in anything but color which is very weird. But apparently some people just aren't vivid dreamers and they don't even dream in color. The only time I've dreamt in black and white was when I was younger and it was because everything looked like an old horror movie so it fit the stage. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever dreamed in black and white.
0: Yeah. So, hmm. But now I will move on to things that aren't dream-related. Um. So... I'm gonna start off with just little spooky ones that aren't super terrifying, but are just weird. So I don't think my current house is actually haunted, haunted. I don't think there's anything that's here full time. I feel like it's more things pass through here. Gotcha. Um, because I didn't feel anything when I moved into my house. But there's been two really major occurrences that happened that made me think, you know, there might be something here. The one is when I was making pancakes or waffles or something and i had mixed the batter and had you know it's a pretty deep bowl deep with batter um and i had the whisk in there and i walked away to grab something in the other room i hear something plop in the kitchen this is before i had my cat by the way too so i was completely alone (laughs) um
1: i was just gonna ask him like salem
0: yeah no salem wasn't around yet salem wasn't born yet but I look over in the kitchen and there's the whisk in the middle of the floor. And there's no possible way that it could have fallen out on its own. Gravity does not work that way. Made absolutely no sense. And then I remember yelling at whatever it was, being like, okay, you did this. You should be the one to clean it up as I go and grab the paper towels. But, yeah don't know what that was and it happened one time again too and then never again after that hmm. so don't know what all that was about this next one is creepy so this next one in this house as well um i have in my office where i'm recording right now i have two bookcases one that is nowhere near the stair the door and Another bookcase that is right by the door, but it's facing the wall. So it's not like you'll get what I'm saying in a minute Um, because it's hard to explain. Um, But I have no hallway upstairs. It's strictly a little landing and then stairs going down. I was downstairs and I heard this loud boom. And I was so confused as to what that could be. And I ran upstairs, like, you know, right away after being freaked out, thinking someone broke in. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And First thing, always the first thought. Like, someone's oh, yeah. in my house, someone broke into the house, or where are the, where's the animals?
0: I think I grabbed a kitchen knife, not going to lie. Um, so I went to investigate, which, you know, first rule of scary movies is, you know, do not investigate the weird noise. <laughs> but I did anyway. And there was a book in the middle of my landing. And for it to be able to fall off of the bookshelf, it would have had to make a U-turn to end up on the landing in the, in the on the stairs there. Weird. And the creepy part about this is that the title of the book was called Sacrifice.
1: <laughs>
0: which nothing's happened to me, so I'm sure it's just a coincidence. But it creeped me the fuck out
1: yeah it's pretty ominous
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like i'm not gonna be no one's sacrifice thank you very much
1: you're like i'm gonna pass on that thanks for thinking of me though
0: exactly yes yeah next please i appreciate the thought but no that's like that's it for this house thankfully as far as i remember but I had a lot more experiences when I was younger because apparently every house on the block that I grew up on was haunted.
1: You've mentioned something about that before to me, I know. Yeah. I've always like, I'm like, that's creepy.
0: Yeah, I remember we recorded early on before the first episode even came out uh, a few of my stories. But of course, those recordings were so god awful quality that we did not bring them to you, the listener. Even though our original audio was not very great either, um, this was really spectacularly bad. Um, sure. But yeah.
1: I, I remember this now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's when I found that old microphone that I probably had from the early 2000s um, and shoved it inside a like milk gallon. Thing, an empty one, of course. There was no actual milk in it, so it would stay stationary. (laughs) It was the most ghetto setup I have ever seen in my life, and yeah, it's what we had to work with. And then we actually decided to, you know, put money into this. Um, but yeah, so my parents' house. I've been seeing things for like a long time, and so I don't remember like everything that I saw, but there are some major ones. Um, there was an old man. That lived in the small bedroom. So in my parents' house, there's, um, like, it's like an L-shaped hallway upstairs. Mm -hmm. And the first room is my parents' bedroom. Then the next room, when you go around the L, was my bedroom. And then on the other side, there was the other spare bedroom. And then back, straight back was the bathroom. And then to the left of the bathroom is this small room that I'm talking about. And I would hate going to the bathroom because you had to walk right past that room. And there was always this old man that I would see in that room. And he just, he didn't say anything, but he always looked angry. And I always just saw an angry man in there. And I thought I was crazy for the longest time. And then my nephew saw it too.
1: Wait, like all the time or just sometimes?
0: Not all the time, but a lot of the times. I would say probably like eight out of ten.
1: That's so creepy to me. Like, do you think there's an old man, like that old man in your house? Like, what? I can't yeah. wrap my brain around it. It just seems so, I would be so freaked out and I would go and investigate and be like, who's that creepy man?
0: Yeah. So I don't know who he is because looking up records of the house, I couldn't find anything. So I have no idea who that guy is, but I was just joking. Like, I'm pretty sure someone died in my bedroom. Like, you know, but there was also this old woman that we used to see, too. And I know that her name was, I believe it was Eva or Ava. Um, and apparently that room used to be like her like little like salon parlor area. Hmm. So I don't know if that's anything. But yeah, she lived. I know that she lived in the house. She purchased the house from her sister for one dollar in her sister's will. Um and she would actually just walk around, not really do anything. She wasn't any sort of negative force, but she would just, I would see her walking sometimes. So maybe like, a, just like a little replay kind mm. of deal for her. Um, the most terrifying one has to be the thing that was in my closet.
1: You've mentioned that thing in your closet and it for sure freaks me out. Yes. For sure.
0: So, I had this really nice walk-in closet. There was a lot of good space in there. I mean, it wasn't like those ones that you see on TV where it's like you fully, you know, walk in this bitch and there's like a million shelves and it's basically <laughs> like a whole other room. No, it's nothing like that. But there was, you know, um, you know, like two racks to put your clothes on, and there was like a little, uh, you can call it a cubby hole, a cubby hole, whatever you want to, however you want to pronounce that. Uh, in the back there which always creeped me out I would never go in there because there was bugs and shit but yeah that was in the back so it was a really nice closet and I hung out there for a little bit sometimes when I was younger to smoke cigarettes in my room (laughs) don't tell my mom um but so yeah there was this weird ass thing that would come out at night terrify the fuck out of me it would come out of the closet and it would have almost these like tentacle-like arms it was like a shadow Mm -mm. with these tentacle-like arms that would just kind of flail about and it was terrifying i swear to god it was going to touch me all the time and i was so terrified and i didn't know that anyone else had experienced this and then i talked to my sister and she's like did you ever see that octopus thing in your room because it was her room before it was mine. Yeah, so she saw it too. It was not just me. And what did then, she
1: say about it? Just that it was there?
0: Terrifying. Like, that it was terrifying and used to scare her all the time.
1: Did it do the same thing to her? Like it would come out and like try to touch her?
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, both my sisters said they saw it because that was both of their rooms before it was mine.
1: mm
0: um, So, skip forward a few years. And... When I was married to my ex-husband, he didn't believe in anything. He was the biggest skeptic on the face of the earth. Just, you know, very much like, oh, well, science says this, and so there can't be any ghosts. Okay, but there are things that science hasn't figured out yet, so shouldn't you at least be open to the possibility of something? But no, of course not. Well, he was a believer by the time he was done sleeping in that room. Really? Yeah, because he saw it, too. He's like, I saw the thing last night that you were talking about. It came out of your closet, and it was really scary. And I'm like, I told you. It's like, I didn't want to wake you because I didn't want to scare you then, too. And I'm like, well, if you turn on the light, it goes away, <laughs> is what I told him. And um, so basically what happened after this is one night it corporealized so much that it actually struck one of my guitar strings a real loud boom
1: that's freaky
0: in the middle of the night it was completely terrifying we slept with the light on the entire night after that so that was freaking terrifying and then eventually i got fed up with its shit <laughs> um after years and years and decades of dealing with this and i ended up casting a circle going inside of it and telling it to, because I'm pretty good with energy work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I told it to come into the space between my hands and I could feel it vibrating very strongly there. And I made Joe open the window. I forced the energy that I could feel in my hands out the window, shut it and said, now never come back. And I put crystals along the window just for extra protection. But, it didn't do anything since then. Oh, there's one other thing about this story that I need to tell you. So like mm-hmm. I said, turn on the light, it goes away. Yeah. Um, so I had several light bulbs that would flicker on and off whenever that thing was going to start to come.
1: Oh my gosh. Look the, the light freaking, would flicker. Frickin' yeah. upside down. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and one time the light bulb broke. Like it exploded inside my thing because it was a ceiling fan. So it had like, you know, the light cover and the fan. After it went out, I was able to, you know, in the morning go check it out. I unscrewed the the cover. Broken glass everywhere. It exploded. Same kind of light bulbs that we always use, same wattage, same everything. It exploded. And it was like right after I had put it in. Like maybe an hour or so after I had put it in.
1: That's weird. Yeah. I don't like this thing because it makes me think about um, my wife's uh, night terrors and how she always sees like um, black stringy things on the ceiling.
0: Does she have uh, sleep paralysis?
1: Uh, not sleep paralysis, but she has a lot of parasomnia. So like she can't con- like, she'll like twitch a lot in her sleep and she sleepwalks.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See, like I don't really sleepwalk. I had one sleepwalking episode ever. And my sister says that I was possessed. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would say she has the opposite of sleep paralysis.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I almost <laughs> slept walked out a window, which is why my sister was saying that I was possessed.
1: Oh, that's terrifying.
0: Yeah. Apparently, I was we were sleeping in the room together, and I got up, and um, the window was open. And she was like, oh, yeah, look, it's snowing outside. Didn't know that I was sleepwalking. And I climbed up into the window and out onto the roof, and she had to grab me quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will tell you a fun story about my other sister, and the ghost girl that she saw. What? Yes. So there was this little girl ghost that she saw in our bedroom. Um, she had this teddy bear that she named Socrates because of uh Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. and this bear, it's. Little, you know, half marble eyes or whatever they use for eyes and stuffed animals were all covered with fur, right? Mm-hmm. So she sees this ghost girl one night when she's trying to sleep and it's standing right by the door and she was terrified because she didn't want to stay in the room with the ghost and she also didn't want to run past it. So she decides, I have my teddy bear in my arms. I'm going to throw Socrates at the ghost and then run. And she did, and she ran to my parents' room and slept there for the night. When she got back up in the morning and went to retrieve Socrates, his eyes were wide open.
1: Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, freaking terrifying. Yeah, I don't want I don't, I to don't really go to your parents' house if that's cool with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's fine. Although I might own it one day. It's going to be in, my will, in their will, apparently, to me.
1: So I feel like you should just come over to my house.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love my parents' house, but at the same time, I don't love it because of the ghosts. Uh, uh-huh, cause it's kind of a terrifying place to try to sleep in. Uh,
1: but yeah. it's a beautiful
0: house. <laughs> and the fact that they got it for only fifty thousand dollars back in eighty one is kind of crazy.
1: Cause it was haunted.
0: Yeah, probably. But yeah, everything else in that street is haunted too apparently we think there was like they built over something we're assuming mm. and then also there's people that died in my house specifically that I know of so because we did r- major research at the library mm-hmm. and was like looking through all the microfiche stuff and everything else
1: yeah I don't mm. I don't I, I have purposely not looked into that uh, for my current house because it is a very old house and I'm like nope
0: yeah i haven't really looked into anything for my house either and it is again yeah an older house built around the same time my parents house was like around 1890 so
1: so it's interesting um growing up my parents had a very old house and then me moved when i was about three to the house that they still have and i would definitely have like the house i would have nightmares a lot about like the neighborhood a lot um i used to have these Recurring nightmares about monster parades, where it'd be like you ha- you'd be outside and you couldn't get into the house, and you'd have to hide because there would be a parade of monsters coming through.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: And and part of the reason that was so recurring for me is that my parents' house is Caddy Corner or Kitty Corner, whichever you prefer from two separate graveyards. Oh. Yeah. So one is a very old uh Mennonite meeting house that it's across the street from, and then on the other side of the street is a a newer church that has been there since like I think the. Turn of the century um, different denomination, of course, and the house we lived in though was brand new, like we were the first family to live in it, so I think for me, there was some small comfort knowing that you know no one had presumably died in my house. yeah, but it was still just very unnerving to constantly see graves all the time.
0: yeah, but... I could see that. I mean, I love cemeteries personally, I think they're beautiful half the time, so. Yeah.
1: Like I have no concerns about going to the cemetery anytime. I'm like, oh yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> it's like I'm so used to it. But I think for other people, like it would freak them out when they would come and like you know sleep over oh, the graveyard. So I'm like, you want to go play flashlight tag in the graveyard? It's like no. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Why is that <laughs>
0: always a thing that people do?
1: Um, because it's extra. Because flashlight tag is fun, but it's extra spooky when it's in a graveyard.
0: That is true. I just worry about like you know running into a headstone and like busting well, yes. my knee open
1: exactly and it's in most most cemeteries aren't open after dark for that very reason because it can be dangerous yeah.
0: i remember we used to go drinking in the cemetery we'd light candles and drink wine because we were so goth
1: i know like so goth so, so.
0: <laughs> yeah it was fun though <laughs> um I'm well trying to think if there's any other cool stories that i have i don't know i probably do but i don't remember right now So we might do a part two if I can think of more.
1: Yeah, I'd be I'd be into hearing more if you think of some additional terrifying fucking stories about your house or your. I just think it's very interesting that like you and your sisters all experience like very, very similar things. Yeah. In the same like bedroom. And like, yeah, that's creepy.
0: That's why, like, if I do end up living in my parents' house, you know, when they inevitably pass, unfortunately, I don't want to think about it. but you know, going to happen eventually. Um, I would take my parents' room and not my room, not my childhood room, never again. I'll still huh. use the closet for my clothes because it's a nice closet, but
1: <laughs> like, not sleeping, sleeping in that, that room.
0: Bench.
1: Well, what if, like, have your parents ever experienced anything creepy in their bedroom?
0: My parents, I, I think, yeah, there was something. I know my mom said she was visited by, like, this is going to sound very Christmas Carol, but she was visited by three spirits when she was pregnant with me. What? Yeah, I don't remember the whole story. One of them was like a weird flaming skeleton, she said. What the fuck? Yeah, I have no clue, man. No clue at all.
1: Eden, are you the antichrist?
0: I don't know, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like busted out of her like real quick though when I was a kid because I was just like, yeah not waiting that full nine months six is fine oh my god yeah yeah it was three months premature and almost died many many times
1: but by the power of Satan, no
0: <laughs> yeah exactly right
1: <laughs> well yeah you'll have to keep me posted if you if you have any new stories or if uh you find out any more from like your mom that's yeah sort of creepy
0: Yeah, I'll definitely have to ask her. And I mean, like, I know, like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't go into, like, with my sleep paralysis, because I've seen a lot of stuff when having sleep paralysis, too, and felt a lot of stuff when having sleep paralysis. But again, that can be sort of scientifically explained, but we're still not too sure about it. So jury's out on that one.
1: Well, I guess that brings us to the, the end of this refuel. I hope you guys liked it and were entertained by it. Uh, If you do have any feedback or you want to share some of your own stories or about your supernatural encounters, or if you have a great news article about some dumb criminal, please feel free to let us know. You can send us a quick email at roadsidehorrorshow at gmail.com.
0: You can also go to our website at roadsidehorrorshow.podbean.com.
1: We also are on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Roadside Horror Show or on Twitter at Roadside Horror.
0: And we'd like to thank Yox Rocks Designs for our logo and e for our intro and outro music.
1: Until next time, Roadsters. Creep Creep on, on, creepin' creepin' on. on.